0: welcome to the all-star networking podcast it's the show where you hear from a new expert each week on how to build an all-star network increase business sales grow careers find a job or enrich your life let's get it started from the midtown global market in minneapolis here's your host kathy paper
1: so excited today about the podcast thank you for being here today we have two guests Joining us today is Molly Rice and John Schwingler. And I'm going to have each of you kind of introduce yourself to our listeners, give them a hello, tell them what you do, and then we'll launch into some networking things as well as the fact that you two hadn't seen each other for 18 years. But, John, why don't you give a start? Test that mic out.
0: Okay. Thanks, Kathy. Grateful to be here. Molly, great to see you again. I was lucky enough to be a party crasher at Molly's uh, 40th birthday party, and uh, but again, Kathy and I go way back. And uh, I am, you know, as, as I said, I'm in the problem-solving business and also problem-identifying business, so long-term in wealth management and insurance and uh, morphed into a company that I have called Channel Advisors, where I help connect people together.
1: And, nice, perfect. That's why you are an all-star networking, networker and I know you didn't realize you were coming on a podcast today to be a guest. So when the initial shock of that wears off, I know you're the perfect guest to be on this show. So Molly,
2: thank you so much for having me, Kathy. I'm Molly Rice. I am CEO of Spyglass, which is a local boutique agency here and based in Minneapolis, and we work with leaders of growth-oriented and B2B companies really all over the country. Um, who need to solve mission-critical branding challenges. I can talk more about that at some point. Excellent. If we need to.
1: And you brought us party favors, I which did is bring awesome. you party so favors, we'll take a, part uh, of my networking. We'll take a picture of the toaster coasters. These are awesome. So Thank you. Thank you, thank you for being here. And um, so as we've moved to the two-person format, I introduced you to last night, and boom, there was a little chemistry of like, hey, I know each other. Talk about how, when you meet somebody, do you do some research on connecting with them?
2: Immediately. Always. <laughs> so I, uh, when you sent the email about who we were doing the podcast with, I looked up John on LinkedIn right away, which is for sure a go-to, I think, and For many business people, Uh, because I didn't, did I share his LinkedIn in there? No, I I don't. I don't know if you shared his LinkedIn. I think I was feeling lazy last night. You just sent an email, so I looked him up right away. And holy cow, we had sixty-six people in common. Not just in common, but when I looked at the list, sometimes it's like, oh, you don't know a lot of them. They're you know connections from wherever. And these were all 66 people that I know really well and some family members. So I was like, oh my God, John, this is great to reconnect. And I was like thinking, how do I know John? But And then John, did you do research on Molly or did you...
1: I forget the email trade. I just remember being super excited, like you two know each other or have crossed paths.
0: Well, so as I said, I met Molly at her birthday party that I crashed. Uh, and of course... He, she wouldn't remember it because there's a lot of people there in her party and who's this, you know, non-invited guest here, but the band that was playing, uh, the lead guitar and singer is a dear friend of mine. And he said, Hey, we're going to be at the barn, come up and see us. And so I did. And, uh, so I did not do any research on Molly at all because I've been doing research on Molly for the last number of years. And that is from a standpoint of one of my personal heroes is her father. And prior to the pandemic, and I would probably have lunch with her dad monthly, quarterly, or whatever. But uh, him and Tom Crowley, yeah. and I would sit there and listen to these two tell stories, and they have the greatest stories. And these guys are two dear best friends. And you know, through that, I hear about Molly. Through that, I hear about all you know family, and and I see her dad and I happen to share a birthday.
1: We have the same birthday.
0: And so every year we email each other, happy birthday, or we run into each other, did you have a good birthday? You had a good birthday. And so uh, if I, for me, if I find somebody, if I'm meeting, for whatever reason, I might have these personal connections and those things. And You know, I was thinking of one of the questions you're going to ask us if I studied ahead, but was, what do you do on networking? I go, and I kind of think of one of those things for me is is that I, am I a good networker? I don't think so. I happen to know a lot of people. I don't know if that's networking or not, but I go back to an unconscious competence of going back as a young kid in you know, junior high and high school where I knew people all the different grades ahead of me, but I also knew their parents. And I was always asking questions and finding out where the parents went to college. What do they do? How do they do it? And then I go to St. John's University. No one from my... High school goes up there and I would say within a month I'm president of their dorm. i you know, I know all these people and upperclassmen and you know, I play football with some guys and you know, it just kinda you know, has been that and I think I take it from my interest in people. I mean at the end of the day, I love people and I love their stories. And I'd love to hear more about Molly's story that I don't know about.
1: Okay, but I gotta say, John, what you just said, so you know, most people we did a research study of six hundred people and of people hate the word networking, cannot stand it. And you said it really well of, I know a lot of people, you know, I know a lot of people and you're curious and curious about their story and just that sort of calm, natural, intuitive way of building relationships. That's why, of course, you're, did you text your father to say you're going to be on the show? I didn't. But we'll send him the link
2: after. Or oh, yeah. Shall we invite him to... We'll have parents Day. I was hoping to get him here, but he had a doctor's appointment, so he couldn't switch at oh, last minute. I'm wait. like, you should drive me down there and come did to the show. Did you tell him? So you talked to him and said, I did. Right. I called last... Or I texted last night from the plane. I was flying back from San Diego late last night, and I'm like, um, I think you know this guy, John, and I'm ha- doing a podcast with him tomorrow. What up? So... They said, he's amazing. He knows everybody. He's super fun. My dad said, you're going to have the best time. So, oh, I love yeah. that.
1: Yeah. I love that. So, okay. I see. I got so excited in your story. Did I forget the, I forgot the question a little bit. Help well, me out, Jackie. So,
0: one thing is you mentioned that people hate the word networking. One of the things, and I, I, I kind of come to this awakening uh, in the last year or so, is that, as I said, I went to St. John's, and then I got injured, couldn't play football anymore. Not that I would have played, right? I mean... It, a lot of better Wait, what players. Position? What position? Linebacker. Okay, but it, uh, believe me, there's a hundred players on the team, and I was hundred first, right? But I did get to play some. Uh, I transferred to the U, and I played fraternity and president of my pledge class of the fraternity. As I say, you know, and I got zero credits at the U, and my dad looked at the report card because I dropped all the cards. He said, "Son, did I pay for a tuition or pre- um, or cover charge?" And I said, Dad, you paid a cover charge. He goes, let's change that. So I went back up to St. John's. But as I say now, that time at the U, I spent, I was networking before networking was a thing. So that's when I, you know, I I, I look back on that. And literally, that's how I've explained my time at the U. I was was networking because I was president of the fraternity pledge class. I hung out at the Phi Psi house. I had these friends here. I had these friends on the hockey team. I had these friends on the football team. I was all over everywhere. I had no time for school. Right. You know, let alone I go from an all boy school to all of a sudden all the sororities, I'm like, you know, boy, it was a whole different day for me. You love
1: networking. Right. (laughs) Wait, did we tell this we didn't tell the story though about the birthday party and the wedding? Like there were a lot of intersections between you two. But what were you gonna say, Molly? We'll we'll get to that story of cousins and everything later.
2: Well, I just think the word networking. Maybe people just get too hung up on that, whether it's connections or relationship building or networking. Uh, I mean, as CEO of a small business, networking is very important because that and purposeful networking. So there's networking, you know, kind of personally, but also professionally. Oftentimes, they they you know intermix, which is fabulous when that happens. Uh, but it's a lot about, for me, it's about making those connections that are going to lead to opportunity for my clients, for the person who I'm networking with, for the company. So, it, and, and we build, I guess I'll say networking, but you know, it's part of sales goals. So how are we going to make the agency visible? How are we going to help our clients be more visible? How am I going to connect CEOs to other CEOs uh, so it benefits everybody, so we can all be better at what we do, Um, We can all be more visible in the market. You know, it's just, yeah, it's very symbiotic, very synergistic.
1: No, this is great. No, this is great because I'm thinking that, again, I like to punctuate a few things because I don't think anybody that's working out on their treadmill listening to this is going to rewind. So what you said about networking is about opportunity, creating opportunities And creating opportunities for people to make connections Mm -hmm. or for your CEOs to get to know each other, visibility. And, you know, maybe talk a little bit about as you built your network, how have you sort of stayed true to, you're both very outgoing, but you're very genuine. How have you kind of stayed true to your you know, sort of core because we know a lot of networkers where it's like, Hey, how are you? Nice to meet you. Blah blah blah. I want to do business and you
2: walk away going, What just happened? Right? Go ahead. Go
1: ahead, Molly.
2: Uh, Well, you're right. I think John and I are, are both outgoing. Um I genuinely do like people. I think John genuinely likes people. I don't I don't think you you can't be a good networker if you don't like people, but probably it helps, right? Like I genuinely care about you. I want to hear about you. Uh, I genuinely want to have a value exchange, right? Can I help you with something? Can you help me? I don't know, but let's explore that. Uh, I think being a good listener and being curious and asking questions, I mean, you have to authentically like to do that. And if you don't, maybe you do something else. I mean, probably people aren't, Networking and that, you know, making connections and building relationships if they're not really strong people. Um, people, people, do you know people, what I mean? People. I don't I do. know. I do. Well, I'm, I, I'm just thinking about this because,
1: you know, we all have the same amount of time each day in certain places. And you said the value equation. Yeah. And I'll let you answer the question, but I got to ask a follow up, John is how do you decide where you're going to go?
2: Well, As Spyglass, we decide, we have a strategic roadmap. So, uh, just getting kind of tactical about that, you know, we have growth goals, we have business goals. And so, if, you know, it depends, we have to lean into our strengths. And so that's what we do, right? We'll look at where do we need to go, where do we want to go, what types of leaders can we really help. I mean, oftentimes our clients, the CEOs that we work with, they are our best source of, um, because we use those case studies, we use those referrals, we have dinners, we have events where we invite all of those people because they like to get together and share ideas. So, but it goes back to our vision as a, as an organization, you know, we want, there's certain leaders that we can help. We can do, uh, you know, really help them meet their own business goals. And so who are those people? And we go after them and we look at um, who in our network, how can we help them, look at what they're doing, do our research. And we don't go after them just in a like, oh, money grab, right? It's like right. we can genuinely help these people. And if they don't think we can, that's okay. We move on. Uh, but, yeah, so we're really precise about who we go after.
1: That's great. That's great. So strategic on that. And that's what that shows because then you know why you're, why you're in the places you're at because you're, you're busy and very accomplished. It's like making that decision. okay john because you are very genuine how do you stay i've I've watched you in rooms and you talk to pretty much 75 percent of the room always but it never feels forced how do you do that
0: well thank you for saying that i mean when i'm in those places and see that i'm generally excited to see these people right so yeah Molly said a key thing, so I should have gone first, so it would have been my idea, but not hers. But um, being authentic. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, if it's not from my heart, if I'm acting from my head, I'm not authentic. If I'm from my heart, I'm authentic. And so being around those people, seeing those people, um, and being able to say hi in in that. So it's that authentic part. And another word that you used, that curiosity. And I love that, you know, just being curious. And my favorite, Brene Brown, always says, "Be curious." Right? She's always saying, "Be curious," and and I try to instill that in my kids. Be curious. You know, I mean, we don't have to know the answers. We just have to keep on asking why. And for me, one of the core things that I love, and you know, Molly's, you know, just words it so much better. You can tell she's a CEO, and I'm the one who works for the CEO. But it is that, you know, strategically, but also intentionally, and that value driven. On that, where I kind of look at networking and relationships as is, you know, when I sit down with somebody, it's like, you know, what are your three points of pain? What are keeping you up at night? Mm-hmm. And see how I can help them, yeah. right? To identify what a problem is or what an issue is. And as I kind of say a gap identifier or a problem identifier and, and then help to see where it can help direct them who can come up with a solution for that. So I want to spend the time with the solution. We've got to identify what. You know, what are those right. points of pain?
1: Well, you do ask that question a lot of what, what, what are, how can I be helpful to you? What is that pain point? And I, I would bet a lot of people don't get asked that question. And it's really nice to have somebody say to you, how can I help you? You know, or how could I be helpful to you? So it's a powerful question.
2: Um, anything else to add on Well, I was just thinking as we're talking, I mean, John and I are both here and you and Kathy, you're the same way. Like, we're outgoing. We like people. We love to network. So it might sound like it comes easy to us and it might come easier to us than some others. But I would say for leaders or people who maybe it's not comfortable for, you know, to surround yourself with people. Right. If you're a CEO, but you're not a really outgoing one, maybe. Um, you know, get a number two or get that right hand person who is, you know, can be that face of the company for you and be that outgoing and put themselves out there and not, um, who isn't afraid to do that. And also just to, we have a uh, advisory board at Spyglass and I'm sure a lot of companies do it. So it's, there's, it's not a fiduciary one. It's just very advisory. But those people can really help you focus your efforts and really give you good tips about um which events to go to which associations you know how to really spend your time which people and and reach out to people that you can bring you're asking something from them make sure you can bring value back as well so they an advisory board can help you or at least in my case can help me think through that that's
1: great and and i would say even if you're not running a company to have an advisory board can be really powerful i know when i um was laid off from Best Buy I had read this book by Ann Ulrich on something about getting fired and she said start an advisory board and I was like I'm not calling anybody I don't want anybody to know that I just got laid off I mean granted there were a lot of other people that got laid off but she said use an advisory board at any points and it can be a really powerful way to expand your connections and what you said about focus so I think that's a
2: great excellent point point.
1: Or early in your career, too, to, yeah. to do
2: yeah. And um, a coach, too, and or a coach, um, I think, could be a good move for some right, to do leaders that. and individuals. Yeah.
0: Well, I think one of the key things about that, what to do is that so many people reach certain levels where you don't want to reach out for help, right, or and say, I need that advisory board, or that advisory board's going to be helpful, because I got all the answers. I don't know what the questions are, but I got all the answers, so... That, you know, for me, you know, the whole networking thing, you call it on that, is is that um, I feel ill equipped in doing it, but I, I care about people and I, I truly want to help them, um, but yet I fall short. And, you know, so at times it's like, uh, you know, I'm not good enough for this or I'm not good enough for that. But at the end of the day, you know, we're all trying to help somebody. And, and if it's a win win, I don't look at win win, I look at being a service, being a service, right? I mean, and that's at the end of the day, you know. If I can go home at night and and, and lay down in bed, saying, "I, who did you help today? Who did you serve? And you know, did you add value or not? And uh, that's where
1: I want to be. I think it's a great it's a great point. And and I'd be curious, you know, who did you add value to today? Is do you employ any different strategies when you're online to help people? So do you, do you build new relationships online? Like, let's take LinkedIn.
2: We use LinkedIn as an organization, definitely. Um, and we use it to highlight our clients mostly and, like, who's doing what or we love something that they're doing or we think something that they're doing would be great, you know, helpful for another type of organization. So we try to highlight that even though I say that our most recent po- post was about Spyglass and <laughs> some of the awards we won, Good. but it was really highlighting the, our clients and the work they were doing. Uh, I don't use it as much as I should, uh, but I do think it's a great tool. And, yeah, we we use it. I, I've really, at this stage in my career, I am much more... Uh, the word I'm looking for. I I really only want to network or or connect with people on LinkedIn where there is that value exchange, right? I do not have time anymore for people who just ask me for something. (laughs) It's like, you can ask me for something if you're going to also say, hey, and if we, you know, let's do this together. Or, you know, so if I reach out and ask for something or ask to connect, I always make it personal, even if I don't specifically know the person, um, do my research say I have a thought what do you think about this would love to connect and then if we do connect hey how can I help you or is there somebody in my network or an idea that you've seen so
1: nice nice I go ahead because I think it, it's an interesting what do you think about LinkedIn Jen? well
0: so I think LinkedIn's great. great uh, do I use it? I have not updated my LinkedIn page. It still has me connected with an institution that I left six years ago. So I haven't put in my company that I incorporated a year ago, Channel Advisors. I'm not on the premium, right? So I just, you know, and part of it is, is I did Ann Pryor's LinkedIn, you know, how to use it and all that. And it overwhelmed me. I came away going, I can't do that? I mean, I don't know how to do, you know, how do you find these things to do that? And you talked about finding other people to surround around you to do that. I need to find somebody to...
1: To me, it's all part of the, the what's your strategy, right? When you're networking and if you're not a LinkedIn heavy user, that's okay because your strategy is, as I said, when you go into a room, you're in the right room, you know all the people you want to talk to, like you're phenomenal. Nobody's better than, than you at doing that stuff, so...
2: And it's a great way to connect other people. So if somebody does reach out to me and say, "Hey, would you connect me to someone?" So it's like, absolutely, it's an easy way instead of via email, right? You can just do all of that right, right. there. And there's that legitimacy. I think the platform.
1: Yes. Yes. I think right. it's a great
0: tool. So, I think it's a great. T- I just don't. You know.
1: Don't do it. So I've let's... got a
0: whole tool bench at home. That <laughs> I, I, you know, I use a hammer all the time. Every problem's a nail. So right, you know. It's, <laughs>
1: So I think though, let's go back to the, you were at the 40th birth, her 40th birthday party because your friend, the guitarist who was in the band said, Hey, you should come meet us up here. And did you know the band? Yes. So you knew the, the band. band?
2: Yeah. The band. I go back to third grade with some of the band members in high school and I asked them if they would play at my 40th birthday party for me.
1: Great. So this is the part where why I like this story so much is I think this is about relationships and getting to know people and doing things like that. And I sometimes think professionally, we think there have to be all these rules about it. And why not say, hey, I think you might like this event or I think you might like doing the show. I honestly didn't think you two knew each other. But I was like, oh, they would in my mind, I was like, oh, they might like each other. Or maybe we had to switch something. I don't remember. I knew. I was like, it all works out.
0: So yeah. Well, if I remember correctly, you said you didn't know Molly at all. Or you guys had met once before, right? So it wasn't like you had this and you going, Oh, no. Schwingler Rice. Yeah, that makes perfect sense, right? No. It was like
2: Yeah. We're I here. feel like I know no, Kathy.
1: I know. Right? Well <laughs> my, well, I would so here's what I know is one is I know because of LinkedIn and I knew you were gonna be on the show when we met, I thought, Oh, she'd be great on the show, articulate The things we do so naturally, you don't even notice. You don't realize it's a strength. And your, like, superpower is connecting other people and being active right in that moment and, like, setting the stage so that if you asked somebody their three pain points and then they told you, you'd be like, oh, I know somebody that you should talk to to solve that. I know this place. Like, there are not many people that can do that in a trustworthy, incredible way. I think networking
2: can help with sales, uh, in our, in our business in particular, and probably many small businesses, at least, you know, we're more of a service agency. We're consulting creative agency. So we fall in that service category. Uh, networking can help us with our sales, but we have very specific goals, And to help us reach those goals, like okay, what do we need to do? We need to be visible in certain areas. We need to join certain associations. So, for example, yes, Spyglass as a creative agency belongs to MIMA and Women in Digital and AdFed and AMA, the Minnesota chapter of AMA. But we also belong to Medical Alley because a lot of our clients, you know, we can help growth-oriented companies in medical manufacturing, for example. So we. Jo- you know, depending on who we're going after, we'll join those associations and then we'll contribute. We don't just go trolling for <laughs> clients right. because no one would come to us. But if we can bring value to those associations or events, bring people together, uh, connect people on LinkedIn in a meaningful way. So we have to be really precise with our goals, who we're going after, who we can help, and then networking, volunteering, participating can all help us can help us get there.
1: No, this (laughs) is great. My hunch would be you just talking about a value equation is you know when to ask and then in the relationship and then you know when the relationship is there then you become personal friends with people or your personal friends refer business because they know how capable you are because you can't have both sales and networking if you don't deliver. 100%.
2: 100%. And we do end up becoming close uh, friends and confidants with our clients over time. And se- sale- selling is a hard word for us. I mean, I don't think of myself as a salesperson, even though I guess technically, you know, somebody would point to me as the CEO of the small business. I am the salesperson um, a lot of the time. But I'm really trying to connect with leaders who they need me and they need what spyglass has because we've been around for 22 years we have a track record we're at the top of our game we have a nice referral network we've done a good job building over the last 22 years and uh, maintaining relationships maintaining networks connections and so i if i have to sell somebody a leader then it's not gonna work Right. I mean, like there has to be there has to be a situation where the leader is thinking, OK, I don't know exactly how to articulate what I need help with, but I know it's, you know, I'm going into a new market and should I keep the name of my company? Do I keep the same product set? Like, what do I call myself? What should I look like? Oh, I just merged with another business, which again, which identity do I keep? Which, how do I go to market with a story? How do I position myself so it's clear what I bring to the market. So it's, you know, when leaders start asking those questions, they hopefully know they can <laughs> come to Spyglass right. versus me going out and trying to convince them they need this. They have to come to them. They have to come to that themselves. Um, When you were just
1: starting your business or the first zero to five years, mm-hmm. who was helpful to you in expanding your network? Because, you, you again, you have a great reputation and very clear strategically how you sell and build relationships. But for, for anybody that's just getting that traction, you know, we all know when you're learning something new, there's those moments where you're like, am I awkward? Am I doing this right? Or, And, John, same to you. Of Who's been helpful to you in your network?
0: You know, I've been very grateful that in my network I have some great relationships where, We've helped each other throughout the years. And, you know, uh, I started off out of college selling life insurance. And you're 22 selling life insurance. No one wants to talk to you. No one, you know, you're calling on another 22-year-old or 24-year-old or 25-year-old. And you're trying to get up to that older market who has a need for it, really. And you're doing that. So I spent a lot of time, and I loved it Molly said, trying to sell something to somebody who's not sure if they need it, right, or want it. And they might need it, they don't want it. They don't want to pay for it, they don't know how to, you know, so on that. So, you know, I've evolved over the years, but fortunately, when I was young, I had a number of people who believed in me and and trusted me, and and it, it helped grow my business and were there for me. And then as I, you know, morphed into, you know, at the end, working in a number of bigger institutions in town, I had the opportunity to work closely with other parts of the different institutions. And we and I spend time going how can I help you grow your business? what can I do what, you know who do you need to meet and, and help make introductions for them to help them in turn you know I try to go by this attraction not promotion and you know as you were talking you know what you just identified it you just described it right about attraction on that and it is really at the end of the day I think people can feel if they're being sold. And versus the people that people really care, and how we're going to help you. What can we do? And you know that genuineness, that authenticity that comes through. And I think at the end of the day, people want to deal with real people. And you know we've had enough of the other stuff. And believe me, I'm not faulting any of that. But it's like at the same time is, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I've got a family. You've got a family. You know, the person we're trying to solve problems for have families and we're all trying to you know make a living as best we can and believe we're adding value and in, in, in helping others
1: and i love i love the phrase attraction not promotion like to me when i go on linkedin i try to find that balance because i'm always like i feel really loud right now like i just taught people how to juggle again on my right. instagram yeah. and i'm like what am i doing and then i'm like up that's box, attraction box, down, box,
0: up box, down box
1: how's your skills going? yeah i didn't try that. okay we'll do it
0: I've got juggling balls,
1: though. All right, good. What was the fi- final thoughts we were going on? Um,
2: well, I co-founded Spyglass. I think I was 35-ish. Yikes. Uh, that was 22 years ago. So, yeah, it must have been around 35. So, it had some success in business. Uh, my business partners did as well. And we did... What everybody does, you go to your family, you go to your friends. I mean, we got our story straight, right? It's like, what are we doing A spyglass? Who can we help? What do we have to offer? And just went out and told that and got as many meetings as we could. Uh, My dad actually uh, set us up with John Lilly. He was up on the top floor of the IDS Center at the time where, you know, CEOs go to retire or whatever they do. And my dad had an office up there and John Lilly, who was the former CEO of Pillsbury and then he had brokered the sale of Pillsbury to General Mills. He has uh, he is private equity and so a really interesting thing happened where John, we got to pitch John on what we were doing and how we could help growth oriented businesses. Well John's fund invests in growth oriented companies or startups so he actually ended up connecting us with Many nice. of our clients early on, right, and that was a source, right? Like we didn't ever think of that source of revenue, and uh, he would just recommend us to his companies that he thought we could help. Not all of them, but the ones where he knew, oh, Spyglass, they can really help you position yourself and help you with your go-to-market story. Great, you should talk to them. So that was a that was a networking. where we you know just right you go you meet and i I still do i meet with people (laughs) i mean i'm older now so i'm more again i'm very particular about who i want to meet with and who i want to spend my time with but when you're younger and you're starting out you meet with everybody right you take every single call
0: so i have a question where's the name spyglass
2: good question uh well we knew we didn't want to have our name on the door just because that's what every agency does and every accounting firm and every ad agency and every law firm. So, uh, we wanted to stand for something and we thought we really helped leaders take a broad view of their business and then focus in, take a sharp focus, like, okay, broad view, but where can we really zero in? So, Spyglass helps you take a broad view and then sharp focus. So, I love that. That's where it came from. I love that. Nice. I mean, that's
0: a great story in itself. I, I mean, that just connects right away to what you're doing on
1: that. Right, get out. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah.
0: Um, I don't have any notes. Yeah. But uh, one of the things, though, that I I loved what Molly was talking about is that, and I'm not as disciplined, because I'll take any call, meet with anybody at any time, I'm in a different place, right? But also at the same time is I I walk into somebody, I never know where it's going to, I come in there with an open mind, never know where it's going to lead. And I kind of have what I call a Z-chart, right? So we sit here, is there a reason to get back together? And what is the timeline to do that? And I just kind of follow this Z-chart. So I try not to be involved in, um, for me, it's all about the process. When I get caught up in the outcomes is when I get out over my ski tips, right? If I just stay in the process of what that's at, and it just, you know, morphs itself and, and creates what it is. And I never know when I'm sitting down with somebody where it's going to lead to—that's what I love about it. If you know, say anything about networking for John Swingler, it is where it's going to lead. What story am I going to hear? What am I going to hear about the name Spyglass? How did that happen? Right? I mean, paper. You and I sitting there talking that night. I mean, hour and a half later, we're leaving mission, and I got, I've got a file this thick now sitting in my office of Kathy paper. And, and and bring that out, and I never know where it's going to go. So if I stay out of the outcome business and be, stay in the process business and keep open-minded and, you know, where I can be of service, how can I serve, not be served, you know what, it's a home run. That might not provide anything in my pocketbook today, but at some point in time, I truly believe in this universe that, you know what, what goes around comes around.
1: Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Molly Rice from Spyglass. Check her out. You'll have the link in the uh, header or footer or wherever, whatever it's called. And John Schwingler from Channel Advisors. Thank you, everyone. Have a good one.
0: Thank you for listening to the All-Star Networking Podcast with Kathy Paper. To learn more about strategic networking and making impactful connections, visit rockpaperstar.com. Please join us in supporting the Midtown Global Market as a vital community resource that supports small business, cultural diversity, and free or low-cost programming. Reach us at friendsofglobalmarket.org.